I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Today's show is brought to you by the 90 Day Mentoring Challenge. It's amazing what can change in 90 days, how you can get a new perspective and really understand where your career could go. Uh, this is a free challenge that I've been doing for some time now, many years. It'll be my fifth year of running the program. If you want to take a fresh look at your career and where you're going and are you on the right career path inside of Microsoft Business Applications, check out nz365guy.com forward slash mentoring and see if this is a good fit for you. With that, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Munster, Germany. He works at GWS since 2009, currently is a technical solution architect and developer. He started with NAV in 2009, then trained on AX20, 2009 and AX2012, and around the 2011 timeframe became a solution architect in 2015 and started blogging in 2018. He was awarded the Fast Track Recognized Solution Architect for 2020 and 2021. You can find him online. You can find him on Twitter at brul, B-R-A-U-L, or at his blog, msdynefo.wordpress.com. Welcome to the show, Paul Hunsterkamp. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me here. I'm um, very pleased that I'm able to join your show with such a lot of um, episodes uh, you made already. It's fantastic. Now, did I pronounce your last name correctly? How do you say your last name? It is Heisterkamp. Heisterkamp. Very good. And where did your Twitter handle come from? Because it doesn't seem to be related to your name. Yeah, it is quite an old uh, uh, handle. So I um, created it years ago where my um, nickname was Braul. And then it got hacked by some uh, uh, Russian hackers. And uh, years after that, I re um, got it and delete all those um, hacker stuff. And now I'm using this one uh, since some years. Wow. Wow. How, how did they hack into it? Do you know? I don't know. Well, maybe because of a bad password or something like that, but I um, created it and then didn't use it for um, some years and then come back and saw, oh, what is all those um, Russian hacker stuff here? And then (laughs) re-hijacked it. I love it. I love it. Well, I always love finding out from the guests on the show a bit about what you do for food, family, and fun. Yeah. So um, I'm doing... For my family, every thing I can do, I have two small kids, two daughters, uh, four and a half and one year old. And uh, sporting um, is a bit short with uh, this family. So I'm on only at running. Previously, I did triathlon, so swim, run, bike. But biking is too time expensive, uh, too, yeah, too time consuming. 
and swimming is uh, a bit problematic in the um, age of corona um, so i'm only running and in the rest of my free time i'm um, yeah uh, looking at my two little girls nice nice how how many triathlons did you do i think i did um five or six but um only the we call it folks distance so this is the smallest one it is smaller than the olympic distance it's only i think 500 um, meter swimming then i think 20 or 40 biking and then five running but in combination it is yeah long that's a lot of commitment i uh, yeah i don't know how you put your body through that yeah um it is not that much training i was not that fast but um, of course you have to do some training because otherwise you will uh, be completely destroyed afterwards Mm -hmm. so tell me how how did your career start in technology yeah my career started with technology with uh, computer gaming i think my first computer game was command and conquer tiberian sun or something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i love that game yeah yeah and then um, of course i did some gaming there and after school the decision was to go for an um, uh, education program to learn programming and this took three years as a co- at a company called Brillux, they um, they are a um, manufacturer of uh, painting colors. And yeah, after this this one, um, at 2009, I switched to the GWS. And with this um, switch, I entered the dynamics business with uh, NAV, or now called Business Central. And then um, I was uh, in the position to um, start the um, FNO or at that time it was called um, AX, the AX practice and grow this um, business unit to, I think, currently up to 60 people. Wow. So so tell me a bit about AX. Um, well, you know, AX 2012 was the kind of transition product, right, where it went to Dynamics 365 and and cloud became microsoft's focus for for this this application are you seeing with your customers that more and more of your customers are now moving their erp systems into the cloud or are you still seeing a lot of on premise yeah we are doing um cloud only projects so with a switch from ax 2012 to d365 it was a complete reimagination of all our um, ISV products because they were bound to on-premise processes, let's say, and um, we are always in um, heavy integration projects. And so we um, had to rethink almost all our um, modules and made them cloud-ready and currently or beginning of FNO, um, we uh, do cloud-only projects. So I think 
there is a um, substream that you can install um, FNO on-premise, but um, we are not doing um, such projects. Interesting. And and are you doing anything in uh, the area of commerce? Um, not really. It uh, ca came up at some of our, um, of our proje projects, but then um, we always decided to go with processes inside the core um, FNO product. And um, I haven't had to install the commerce scale unit and all the POS stuff and so on. So we are um, completely focused on FNO, um, yeah, normal client processes. But um, with the but with the current um, invention for Microsoft of new microservices popping up um, everywhere, we are more and more um, focused uh, or transitioning to also use the power platform and, and dataverse. A couple of things that spring to mind for me. One is at GWS, are you more focused on ISV solutions or more full customer integration, or sorry, implementations? Uh, both. Um, we have uh, started our um, business unit by growing um, an ISV solution I think for two or th three years, and then um, jumped into implementation projects. And now we have a um, stack of a lot of um, ISV solution that we can, let's say, kind of plug and play into our projects. And um, with implementation projects, we are enhancing those ISV solution for the common use cases, let's say, but um, our focus is um, in the F&O business uh, consulting driven and implementation project driven. So we have project teams, let's say, of two to 15 people for one project, and they are focusing on this single project. And once it's done, um, they are um, growing and starting new implementation projects. Right, right. And then the other thing you mentioned there was the use of Dataverse in regards to uh, a Dynamics 365 uh, finance project. Are you seeing are you seeing are you seeing the Dataverse being used a lot more as in uh, more tightly coupled with uh, the implementation of Dynamics 365 finance? Yeah, we have um, more and more use cases uh, where we integrate with Dataverse or building up um, power apps that integrate with um, FNO. And for example, there is a microservice called um, Inventory Visibility. I um, recently did a um, session for this one for DynamicsCon. Um, and this one is built up from Microsoft. It is a microservice that uses um, Dataverse as the data source and FNO synchronizes over inventory on-hand data. So that you scale out um, 
requests for inventory on-hand uh, data to the dataverse so that you get a little bit less pressure on your ERP database. And this is the focus Microsoft is currently taken to scale out um, to Dataverse. Right. And and so is the use case for using the Dataverse in this scenario you mentioned, it uh, relieves some of the load on on the the back end of Dynamics 365 Finance. But what about, are you, are you the reason you're moving the data, is it mainly to build apps then against that data? Yeah. Yeah, we have um, the use cases that, for example, we have virtual entities and normal entities in um, Dataverse and building up um, apps on top of it because um, you can uh, design better handheld processes with uh, Power Apps based on Dataverse than um, with uh, FNO. Nice, nice. So tell me a bit about your uh, journey to becoming an MVP. Yeah, um, I started blogging in 2018 and it, it was always um, on my mind to start blogging, but it was always a kind of a barrier um, that I didn't have a blog. And uh, a colleague of mine asked me um, why I don't use simply wordpress.com as an um, yeah, hosting system and put in my content there. And this was the starting point of my blog. And um, then I also got um, speaker engagement to present my knowledge to the community. And then um, yeah, once at one day in um, 2020, I got this lovely email from the MVP administrator that I got recognized there. Uh, when I look at your blog, you've been consistent since November 2018, you know, December, January, February, every month, right the way through 2019 into 2020, 2021. Fantastic. How do, how do you... How do you come up with ideas about what to blog on? Yeah, these are ideas from daily business um, at GWS. If I find something interesting and interesting also for the community, I make a note at my um, OneNote. Um, and then later on, um, if I find time to... Um, research something and write about something, then I go to my shortlist or to-do list for blogging and select um, one topic and then create the content, yeah. Uh, you know, do you set a time, a specific time each week to do it? I I'm unpacking this a bit because there will be people listening going, you know, how do you do it consistently? Like one one, I, one comment I commonly get is how do you come up with ideas and you've you've solved that. Now, how, how do you make sure that you consistently uh, write a post? Yeah, I currently have a very long list for topics because I'm currently kind of pausing uh, the blog because I had one and a half month uh, for parental leave and there I just stopped that one. Um, and 
but normally um, uh, when I sit down um, at the evening at our couch, then I take my laptop um, and research something, play with something, and then uh, just um, writing down this stuff in OneNote first. So because it is easier to write and um, afterwards, so so one blog post can take one evening up to um, several evenings, of course, or several nights. And then the real illustration in WordPress um, I do afterwards. And then, yeah, yeah, formatting, making it an, a nice post to read, uh, yeah, searching for a banner and so on. So this is uh, my uh, production process, let's say. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um... Once you received an MVP, did anything change for you? Did it have any impact on you, your career, or or anything else? I think I was even more motivated uh, to to create nice blog posts, to do speaker engagements, and so on. But um, I think um, a, a lot of people didn't know what's behind the MVP. So um, MVP is a nice word and uh, the logo is nice, but a lot of people do not know for which kind of activity um, Microsoft um, recognizes you with this award. But yeah, for me, it's extremely nice to get this award and uh, yeah, I'm even more motivated to uh, create nice content for the community. I like it. What recommendations do you have for people to that, you know, want to become MVPs? What, what's your recommendation to them? Yeah, my recommendation is uh, that uh, it should not be your plan to become an MVP. It is more to that you want to share your knowledge with the community and also um, that uh, those blogging activities, those sharing activities trains you um, uh, in yeah, presenting or communicating um, content. And this is also extremely helpful in daily business if you are doing trainings for end users or something like that, that definitely helps there. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. To uh, before I, I always like to wrap up with some quick quick fire questions. But before we go there, what excites you most about the future of Dynamics Three Six Five Finance? Yeah, um, the content, uh, the um, steadily uh, change. So um, every year there is new stuff coming into the um, product. There are things changing and they change things uh, you didn't even thought about it. So you, uh, there's a steady change and that is um, the exciting part of the research and development uh, for F&O. I like it. I like it. Okay, here's your quick fire questions. Are you ready? Yes. 
Okay, if you could only have five apps on your mobile phone, what would they be? Uh, yeah, WhatsApp, um, Eurosports, I, I think Strava, this is the social network for sports, my email, and Teams. Nice, nice. If you could visit any place in the world, where would it be and why? It would be, I think, Thailand because uh, uh, because we were there before we had kids, I think 10 years ago. And I would want to see uh, how it is uh, or how it had changed uh, till uh, 10 years ago. I like it. I like it. Last question. If you could write a book, what would it be about? <laughs> I don't think that I ever write a book. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. That's so good. Well, thank you, Paul, for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mark. It was my pleasure. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Business Applications MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. If you like the show and you want to be a supporter of the show, please go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365guy. And as always, stay safe out there and see you next time.